0: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
3: Five on the
2: floor, ride for my dogs. Where well, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Bubba said, you in trouble, y'all. kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block? stop one hand. Impact we trust, inspire, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang
3: it up.
0: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of 5 on the Floor Live, the official post-game show of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. I am jumping in here with the Open. Uh, my name is Greg Sylvander. Ethan Skolnick was having some audio issues there, so um, next man up, as they say in Miami Heat world. Uh, we come to you directly after the Miami Heat's one one twenty one one thirteen loss in Atlanta. Tonight's floor plan. It's the regular crew for a post game show. Uh, Ethan, who appears to be back and hopefully is functional with his mic. Uh, we have Brady Hawk. You know where to follow him. Alex Toledo. You know where to follow him. Um, we are going to discuss this game. Uh, put further context around it because it was a stinker to start. They came back. They had a better second half. Um, I didn't get to see every piece of the game, so I'm kind of putting some of it together. Uh, Ethan, I'm glad that you're back, and I want to make sure that you get the opportunity to shout out our great sponsors, so I'll pass the mic to you.
4: All right. Thank you, Greg, for handing me the ball in the in the half court. Let's roll here. Sorry about that with the uh, the little issue here. Welcome to Five on the Floor Live. Thanks again to our sponsors. As we can see, we got Greg, Alex, and Brady here First, we'll start with prize picks. Use the code five, get the initial deposit match up to $100. No rollovers, free money. You can download it at prizepicks.com or at prizepicks on the Google App Store, the, the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. Again, play two, three, four, five, six players together. Use that code five. Also, we always mention our friend Lynette. I can see her here in the comments, so we'll make sure to get some of the comments up here. Go to insurancebylynette.com. A aggressive insurance. There she is, 954 581. 8,800, 954 581 Lynette, in addition to telling you what the Heat should do, and she knows more than we do, can get you all kinds of insurance, from life insurance to renter's insurance, and also, of course, to car insurance. If you do not have a good driving record, trust me, she's the person to go to. She will fix that for you. She will make sure that you can get insurance. Nobody is turned away. It's so 954-581-8800. As Greg mentioned, the Miami Heat lose to the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta shot the bleep out of the ball early. I thought this was an incredibly winnable game. And I, you know, I know that sounds crazy when you were down as, I think as much as 24 at one point, but you knew that the Hawks were going to cool off. They did. He knew that at some point Miami was playing with enough intensity that, that they turned that up a little bit uh, that essentially they would get back in this thing. And I just thought there were some critical mistakes down the stretch, including by the coach today. I, I did not think this was Eric Volster's strongest game. Um, I didn't like the this the thing about waiting to get Jimmy Butler back in until seven minutes are left in the fourth quarter, particularly when you've given him the last four minutes off of the third. I understand that it's early in the season. This was not a back to back or not. It's not so early in the season anymore. This was not a back to back. This is a division game. This is a game against the team that I, I believe the Heat are better than. You're getting yourself back in it. Unless Jimmy was gassed, I would not have kept Jimmy out that long. I thought the game got away a little bit in that stretch. I also didn't love the stretch where they took he took Bam out. I just think he needs to let these guys play through some of this stuff. I mean, Caleb was playing with some foul trouble. Gabe didn't have his strongest game. We know, obviously, Tyler was rusty. He didn't really get anything going until late. I, I thought that they needed to ride Bam and Jimmy as much as they possibly could today. So I did not think uh, this was Eric's strongest game. The other thing, though, is... When you're always trying to come back with one point or two point against a team that's getting three points against you, it's difficult. And Miami struggles from three continued. Some of it was just bad luck. I mean, Haywood Highsmith had one that literally swirled all the way in and out. Struce had one like that too. Hero had one like that too. They weren't way off on their looks with the exception of Oladipo uh, and the air ball uh, that he shot, but I, I just, it's just tough. I mean, if you're not going to make your threes, it's just, it's tough to make up that kind of lead. Uh, I'll go to you first on this, Brady. Let, let's get to some of the coaching stuff today because we don't often get into that, but we're coming off watching a Dolphin game in which it was kind of a similar situation. You fell way behind, right? You showed great resolve to get back in the thing and then mistakes were made late. It, it felt similar to that.
0: Yeah, I'm never really somebody to like point this stuff out too much because I feel like they can battle through it. This game specifically, I was like totally on par with that where I was sitting there and I was like, you have a window in a game like this where you can kind of pounce on a team where specifically, let me start with the fact that there's games I walk away from this and I'm saying when they shoot like this, I'm like, okay, defensively didn't have it. I didn't feel like that all the way in this game. Like I, this team was just hitting tough shots. Like no matter what coverage they threw at him, DeJounte Murray, it did not matter who was guarding him. He was going to just shoot over the top and hit it. Uh, and it leads you into the fact that you still battle through that. You find a really good rhythm in the third quarter. You get to a point where it was like the 10-minute mark passes, no Jimmy Butler, then the nine-minute mark passes, then the eight-minute mark passes, and you're sitting there and you're like, now the window's kind of closed. And I know they made a late push that they were still kind of in it, but, like, that was the moment where you can get back in it and cut it to five. And then you make that little push again. And then I know you mentioned the, the the Bam one as well, that Orlando Robinson short little stretch. It was It was very short, but it's like, in a game like this, like, especially with the way they're shooting, like a two-minute stretch can change a a total fourth quarter and kind of the direction of a game. So I feel like this one was definitely – the decision-making by Spo. I guess, late in this game was really uh, questionable. And I know the the minutes were still – like Bam was at 36, Jimmy was at 34, Vic was at 34. Like they were still at a point, but it felt like this was a game where you kind of push through that, like where you don't look at the minutes at this point. Like it it just felt a little odd to me. So that kind of threw off, I guess – there was other factors, but that really threw off this game in my opinion. Like it was after that point, it was like, I just don't see how they're going to make a, make up for a 12 point deficit with five minutes left now. So, but that wasn't all of it. They obviously put themselves in that position. Like I said, that the defense I wasn't all the way mad at. There's a certain, the zone got picked apart. They went to switching. Trey can kind of figure that stuff out. When you start the, like at the last play of the game under a minute to go, he's going to find Capella on that lob. Because if you make one mistake on a switch, and we know that in the past with the, what things Trey can do, he's going to find that guy. And like you said, you mentioned them, the, the Hawks cooling off. They cool the, the fact that them cooling off led to 59% from the field and 48% from three just shows the night that this was. Like, I just don't really know how you can bypass that. And you're muted. <laughs> They
4: were shooting seventy percent at that one point. Uh, we will get some of the comments up. We appreciate our producer, Mandy Chang, going through this, and certainly the super chat comments. I, I I will say this bad game from Spo. This comes in from Van Lee, shoehorning Caleb and Tyler in odd against a run and gun team. Uh, the other thing wasn't just the the Bam and Jimmy stuff. It was also they had an inbounds. This reminded me of the McDaniel thing yesterday, yeah. where where Oladipo could not get the ball inbounds. Five seconds, uh, and then right, we never see that from them ever. Okay, they always know kind of what to do there. That I don't know what happened with the communication issue. They were trying to get the ball to Tyler, uh but then the other one was no offense, defense substitution to get Tyler off the floor, Alex. And then we see him commit that foul on Trey. That's not a, a guard. I mean, that's not a situation you want there late in the game. I, again, I, I the, what cost them was falling behind by twenty four. But I, I just feel like you you have to do everything perfectly to win a game like that and he, he was off today i thought
3: and that's the thing you said it right there they had to do everything perfectly especially when you start the game going down by actually i think 26 right not that that makes much of a difference but you know they got it down to 20 at halftime but you know not that they've been getting blown out or anything like that all season but games like this like this roster just cannot afford to go down by that much right especially on the road it's just too much pressure on their guys, I think, to make it up. And everything's got to be perfect on defense because we know that's the only way that they can generate easy points. They're not going to do it off of offensive rebounds. They don't have a good half-court offense, specifically when their guys are not hitting threes. And, you know, they definitely weren't tonight. And I think it ends up kind of being thematic, this game of the issues offensively this season. It's like there's too much pressure on their, you know, on I think Jimmy and Bam to kind of make up for, the lack of offensive output from the team as a whole, specifically the shooting, right? Because I think they do Mm -hmm. a pretty good job. You know, uh, they've done a better job of getting to the rim, I think, as the season has gone on. They've done a better job of just, you know, making those kind of in-between and mid-range type of shots that we know Jimmy and Bam and others can get to. It's the threes that are not consistent, and that was kind of the problem tonight. Not only that, like, the, the Hawks ended up with eight more points off turnovers. Mm-hmm. If the Heat are not winning, you know, at the very least winning, if not dominating that points off turnovers, it's going to be tough when you're also not, you know, able to hit any threes. And they out-rebounded the Hawks by, you know, 13 tonight, so the rebounding was not the issue. It's just kind of, you know, their offense was absolutely terrible. And then, you you know, like Brady said, they, they picked apart the zone a little bit. I think they had a, a really good game plan for Trey. But for Dejounte, I don't know. <laughs> I think they were a little bit uh, just kind of letting him shoot, mm-hmm. and he had he had a really like hot game. That, that that wouldn't happen in, in a seven game series every night. But like he is definitely a force to be reckoned with, and he is someone who I think just got going early and momentum. You know, that he gets hot, and then everybody else is getting hot from three, picking apart the zone, mm-hmm. getting those open like uh, attempts. It was just it's too much to climb back from. I think for the Heat. Greg, let me ask you a philosophical question here
4: uh, about this team because we we know that last year they you know they got the number one seed without really pressing for it, right? Like they they you, you know they they didn't play the guys ridiculously heavy minutes. They had a lot of guys in and out last season too. They still got the number one seed, but I just feel like this team they, they need to sustain something. Like they need to get on a run, and I I don't think it's too much to ask some nights Bam and Jimmy to be playing in the high thirties of minutes. And I I understand I'm saying that after I reported that the Heat and Jimmy have kind of come to a consensus about not overdoing his minutes because they don't want to have a relapse with the knee and all that. You saw the doctors and all. But I just, again, is four or five minutes going to make a huge difference down the road in one game if that's the thing that gives you a chance to get a win when, when we know that they're they're trying to stay above water here? Like they're, they're trying to, I mean, they don't want to be in the play-in. They, the five and six seeds are in sight. I just I don't get the whole thing about I don't know I the thing about not bringing back Jimmy until seven minutes left in the fourth quarter has been driving me nuts lately. It just is like I, I I don't I know you don't treat him like Tibbs did, but like he can play all twelve minutes of the fourth if you don't. I would think if if he doesn't play the last three of the three or four of the third.
1: Yeah. No, it's true, and uh, it's hard to know if that was an oversight or if he just sometimes Spo has a gut feeling on a group he's going with. They were clawing themselves back in the game, but there's really no excuse for it. I looked at Jimmy's uh, minutes by month here. You know, he started the season at 35. He was all the way up to 36 in November, yeah. then dropped all the way down to 33 in the 10 games in December, and is now all the way down to thir- or 32 and change in January. So you're right; they're 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 trimming him back and. um I guess where I stand with this is like they had 13 more field goal attempts. They out-rebounded them 41-28. So like some of the things that are hallmarks, their bench outscored Atlanta's bench. Or no, wait, maybe that that, that one was closer. I'm not looking at a box score because I'm not a box score watcher. Just some of the the things that you expect the Heat to, when they do good, they win. Jimmy and Bam played good they usually win. Jimmy had 34 points in his yeah. 33 minutes, bam, yeah. 20, 13 and five. Uh, I know in his minutes for 36, like to, to, this point, I guess it it begins to get frustrating when there's hallmarks uh, throughout the game, like still shooting 48% from the fields is not bad. And, and the, the rebounding stuff, 13 to two on the offensive glass and they still don't get this victory. I just think we're running out of days on the schedule where you can circle a game and say, well, that's one that they'll get. Like, they can't drop those games, and this was one of those games that they really – they we said it during the pregame show, Ethan. They should have went, won this game. There's no excuses.
4: Well, I, I like the fact that I was able to get on better edge using my code 5RSN and play Heat plus 8.5 uh, at a certain point because that ended up playing. I, I will say when you look at uh, the Jimmy minutes, remember, he sat the whole fourth quarter. Uh, against Milwaukee on Saturday so I mean he got in some rest there I just I I don't know I I I just think that that is something that needs to be looked at here he he, 33 minutes when he has 34 points he was getting wherever he wanted on the floor against whoever was guarding him okay they did not have a matchup or a switch uh, that was capable of taking him away from his spots and I just think you need to keep going to it Again, most of this was based on, the you know, the first quarter shooting was outrageous. You give up 70 points in the first half. And you mentioned the hallmarks of the things that they need to get to, but the one, the one hallmark all season is they don't shoot consistently enough from three. And that, that is just, it makes it hard. They put up a ton of points today, but when you're spotting a team that many, uh, it, it makes it, makes it dif- difficult. All right, we're going to get to more of the comments here in a second. I, I want to get to a couple of the other rotation things today. Uh, particularly the way that Gabe played with the starters, because that is something we talked about a lot uh, coming in. So I do want to touch on that Uh, and also sort of how the Martin Highsmith thing looked. I thought Caleb had some moments today, some other times where he looked a little bit rusty. I think that played out in some of the foul trouble. So we will touch on that in a second. We do want to mention our other sponsor here, ODMPSI.com. That's ODMPSI.com. It's a consulting company based in South Florida, Pembroke Pines, also Miami. They service the entire area. You're looking for anybody from like the suite level all the way down. They handle call centers as well. Check out odmpsi.com for your particular business. If you work for a business that's having some struggles, sort of getting off the ground, tell your boss. That's a good way to get brownie points. So go to odmpsi.com. Have somebody fill out the contact form there and check that out. That's ODM Performance Solutions. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: All right, performance solution uh, of the game today was supposed to be Gabe Vincent started um, over Kyle Lowry. Kyle's still out. This is just one of those things that just seems to be lingering. It seems to be like extended rest more than anything else. We just had a debate on five on the floor between me and Alf where he thinks that Kyle should still start. He was mocking me a little bit on Twitter when they got off to such a slow start today. Uh, how did we feel Gabe played, Brady?
0: I mean, it's tough to judge specifically, I think, with this starting lineup because Tyler was so kind of cold to at least specifically to start this game. I said at the beginning, he was over 5 from three. And I was like, th- like he's got to get to a point where like when you're kind of coming off this kind of layoff, you need to start getting into that floater a little bit sooner instead of just keep taking those threes over and over. Uh, and I know you asked me about Gabe, but I feel like that's so important of the starting lineup and how he fits in, because if Tyler's not having that same on ball juice, then it makes his role a little bit different. So, uh, I mean, he ends up with 10 points, 4 of 10, shooting 2 of 7 from 3. That's like something similar to what Kyle could do, I guess, if we keep pulling that comparison. Uh, but this was just a weird game to base it off of. I feel like specifically in this matchup, what makes it funny bringing up Gabe is that like Trey Young is literally called him by name, like, Hating playing Gabe Vincent when he wasn't in a photo after the playoffs, uh so he was still doing certain things defensively. But when you you bring up like the, the solution of this game, the solution I keep there's a same word that it's a simple word, but I always come back to it is consistency with this team, like in all parts of what they do. Like I come back to it where Jimmy had you know he starts out the game with 12 points and then he started just getting just they were collapsing on him and he wasn't able to do anything around the rim. Then all of a sudden he he can flip a switch whenever he wants. It feels like and we know that about the playoffs. But that was what he did in the third quarter. Like, he completely put the team on his back in terms of, I'm going to just just go all over the floor defensively. And the team followed, and they were able to lock in defensively, and they were able to make a runoff of it. There's consistency in defensively. There's consistency with the individual players. Like, there's just so much, I guess, a lack of consistency in so many different regions when you look at this team. I think that's what, what pretty much showed tonight. And I still come back to the point, like, we could talk about that so much, but literally this this Hawks team just did not miss. <laughs> like, it, it really comes back to that, no matter what we're talking about, it's that simple. But when we talk about solutions, like we, we had this whole conversation on the podcast yesterday about starting, closing. It's There's no, like, specific point of the game where I think there's a problem. It, it just pops in no matter what. We obviously, we talk about the third quarter. Like, the third quarter was their big quarter. They had a terrible, they had a turned first half. Like, it was just like, I don't know how you kind of figure out this team and kind of put your finger on one thing when it's like the consistency stuff just pops in whenever it wants, it feels. Well, there's one thing
4: that I think consistently pops up here. And I'm reading a lot of the comments. A lot of people are putting this game on Spo, which we don't see as much uh, anymore. But the one thing that does jump out, Alex, is when they get Bam engaged in the game, they play better overall. And it's like the first half, nobody's looking for him. It, that that if you want to talk about Vincent and Hero today. That was one of my frustrations. They were not. Go- I know he missed. I think five of his first six, but they weren't. They weren't going to him at all. When they started going to him a little bit more at the start of the third quarter, like he took over the game along with Jimmy. I, I just I, that has to be an emphasis. Like it's not. I, we could come back to it. It's not on him at this point because we've seen that he's trying to do it. But at some point, like he can't bring up the ball himself all the time.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing with Bam, right? It's like he didn't have a bad game, but, like, you know, obviously the way they started off offensively, you wanted to see, I think, more from him. And, again, it goes back to what I was saying before. Like, I just think there's too much pressure on Bam having to be, you know, that guy, that premier scorer for this team because they're just not getting the scoring consistently from other places. Like, I think Debo has done a good job trying to get to the rim. And, like, his point totals, I think, you know, him having a 20-point type of game or anything higher than that a lot of times is going to depend on his streaky three-point shooting, which is fine. Like, I I don't need Debo to be that type of score. But, it, you know, he, he gave you 10 assists tonight uh, with no turnovers, as Leif mentioned in the chat here. Like, that's he's doing a great job there progressing in his role. I think it's too much pressure on their creators to kind of make all these shots inside the arc. And then, you know, outside the arc, they're not getting any help. And it just makes it harder for, I think, the heat to have to, you know, counter these threats if the, you know, teams are not really worried about their shooting. Like I know this is not an episode about roster construction and we've hammered that home over and over. It's just this game feels very thematic of all these things, right? It's like when, when they're not dominating in turnovers and, and kind of winning that aspect, it's just, it's very wonky. And look, Tyler is usually better than this. So you can, you can account for that. Maybe account for a couple more threes and they still lose, right? Not to, uh, bring it all down to that. I just think this has been very emblematic of kind of the team they've been all season and where the flaws come from.
4: Well, and it's been emblematic of this set sort of like two steps forward, one step back thing that they've had the whole year, Greg. And, you know, as we get to more of the comments, you know, so, uh, someone comes in from Wisdom Warriors, and I'm reading over my shoulder here because I got the computer behind me, but is Spo the reason? We were down 26. No, Spo is the reason Tyler Fresh off missing games just chucks threes without getting a rhythm. Is it Spo's fault we shot eight of 31 from the three? No, I, I agree with that. We, we all, I think, all agree that this is more of a roster construction problem than a Spolster construction problem. I, I think in the macro, we all agree with that. And the shooting from three is just a problem. They don't have enough good shooters. I mean, it's just it's just come down to this. Now that Duncan Robinson is not around, not part of the rotation, not part of the future, Struess is inconsistent. They just don't have enough consistent three-point shooting. It's just It doesn't exist. Like we keep talking about not having a four. They out-rebounded the Hawks tonight. Like the, their biggest issue on this team, I keep coming back. I understand that not having the four puts pressure on Bam. That shouldn't be there. I, they need a four. I'm not arguing with that. But the biggest thing they need is someone who's going to consistently knock down three-point shots. Amen. And it, right, shooting and a shooting four. And, and, Right. Shooting. Well, oh, yeah. Well, the, the, the other Bogdanovich would literally solve all of this team's problems, and he's not a great rebounder. Like, that's to me, that's that's where you're at. And but with, with Tyler, like, so if Tyler has a bad night from three where he misses his first seven, you're not getting three point shooting from anybody else. I mean, you can't rely on Haywood Eismith to go three for three as he has at the start of some games. Caleb's working his way back in. Jimmy made a corner three today. You don't want Depot taking a ton of them. Bam doesn't shoot them. I mean, so what are we looking at with this rotation? They just don't have enough shooters. It's that's their single biggest part. So that is not Spo's fault. But you had a chance. And look, it's the same as the Dolphin game to me. Like, I give Mike McDaniel enormous credit for doing what he did with that roster to and, and getting that team motivated to put them in that position to win that game. You can still criticize the fact that he couldn't get a damn play it at fourth and six, a fourth and one, and it ended up at fourth and six. And they yeah. lost the game. Like I feel, Greg, like that is kind of what happened with uh, with Spo today. Is just that he, again, everybody needed to be perfect. Just like for the Dolphins yesterday, everybody needed to be perfect. Spo was not perfect at the end of this game. When you can cite the five second violation, the not subbing out hero, the keeping Jimmy on the bench too long, the the little that little pocket where Bam was on the bench, you can say he was not perfect. I think it's fair to say that.
1: Of course. And I don't think that, that he, he would necessarily take issue with that. Um, it, it's I don't think it's been his best season in general, but again, like you said, this is a bigger issue than just Spolster or anyone's stat. If they listen, it's not even really the front office's uh mis- like a mistake of theirs that all of these guys are not shooting at the normal clips mm. because you just didn't expect everyone not to shoot well at the same exact time particularly a couple guys that are playing for big money in max and gabe i mean but but Duncan
4: unless goes. unless you looked at the postseason last year that's the one counter argument because very true. this is a this is a carryover but you know this is a carryover from the postseason really for a lot of You're these right. guys
1: and and they bet that those guys would turn a corner and they still might but so far where you've kind of landed ethan is that the margin for error is now so slim that some of the compassionate concessions we would make for prior heat teams that were playing well and had a high seed we can't do that for this heat team because they are basically in the middle of a play-in situation and they're you know mid 500 so they can't have those kind of weird games where they drop and it's just a shame because it really boils down to making and missing shots and I hate to make it that trivial but that really is what it what it is. And shout out to Chris Godwin, the receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He walked into the arena tonight against the Dallas Cowboys wearing a Dwayne Wade official 2006 finals jersey with the trophy on it and the commemorative patch because we <laughs> all know what Dwayne Wade did in Dallas. So shout out to Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Bucks.
4: If you're going back 17 years, we got a problem here. But I guess we should now take the bucks on the money line. All right. Uh, as we close here, uh, let's look ahead at the schedule a little bit. And I am reading the comments. I saw that one come in about Duncan, uh, about him being out of the rotation. Look, the whole thing about you know him going out with the finger injury uh, when he was sort of somewhat back in the rotation, but I still put the odds at very low that he's gonna be a prominent member of this team going forward this year. It just does not look like it just it's not look like I was tr- It just does not look like it was trending that direction before, uh, you know, even the injury, Uh, even though they do need shooting. There's no question about that. All right. um, Let's let's Alex. What do they have this week schedule wise Let's say? Oh, let's read this one from Jason before we go. We always read the super chats. Don't get out. Trey finishes with more minutes than Jimmy. We're trying to claw back the whole game. Game was lost was but bam was subbed down in the fourth. I I I'm in agreement with uh, with a lot of the the commenters today. Uh, Alex, uh, what do they have coming up this week?
3: That was uh, amazing by you to let me look up the schedule there by reading the comments. I, I always so.
4: buy you time. It's also because I got a <laughs> call in and I'm working on this on my phone today because as you guys know, my camera's broken on my laptop because I'm working with a 1998 laptop. It's actually an old Macintosh computer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it might, it might as well be. But So that's why I'm. the call came in that bought you some time. Go ahead.
3: So we this it. week they've got the Pelicans on Wednesday, then they've got the Mavs, and they've got the Pelicans again on Sunday. And I believe the Pelicans are without both Zion and Brandon Ingram, if, if they I remember are correctly. That so is correct. Those are two games where. That means the Heat'll lose by 15. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a, no. Actually, it'll just be a close game at the end of both. I can guarantee you that. No, but uh, like I said, Pelicans, Mavericks, Pelicans again, and then they've got the Celtics on Tuesday. So.
4: I mean you know. that's why, but that but that gets back to it though. That's why games like this are games that they need to get. Like I, right. the Pelicans have played reasonably well even without uh, Zion, but specifically without Ingram, they have length still. Um, they've got some guys that are going to give people problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I am. Uh, but but look, in the Dallas game, we, we know obviously their history with Dallas, uh, particularly uh, on the road, is not ideal. Uh, we may be sending our guy Marco Romo there, so maybe he can. He can uh, he can help them there, but I I just I, again the frustration with this team is every time you think they're making progress, they they just stun you with sort of you know a first half like that or you know mistakes that are made and we just haven't seen it consistently, and that is why they seem to be trending towards a six seed. I mean that's that's where the season seems to be going unless they make uh, some kind of a major move and if, if they do, I don't know where where that's going to be. We see Philadelphia getting guys healthier. Uh, maxi's come back even though they haven't really established (coughs) their starting lineup yet um i you know boston seems to be figuring it out a little bit again uh the nets are not playing particularly well without durant that's not a surprise so there are opportunities there but they haven't been able to uh to to make the most of it um alex put a damn light on see that's the thing like i you, i can't afford a new computer you can't afford anything but a black light apparently
3: so i don't know what is that no, that's just me getting migraines and refusing to turn the light on in here. Also, I mean, it was still the sun was still out when we started. That's the thing. That's true. Well, you, you used to be nocturnal anyway.
4: All right, thanks to Greg. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Heat lose today. Thanks to all of our commenters. Thanks to our producer, Manny Chang. Uh looks like we may actually appear somewhere else this week. Uh, we've been invited on by our old friend and five-reason sports alum. Jeremy Taché to come on the Miked Up podcast, uh, all of us this week. So you may see all of us in a different platform uh, coming up over the next couple of days. Have a good day, everybody.
2: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.